Hey guys, welcome to the Thirsty Boys. We will be talking about everything and focusing on what we find interesting. Anything from sports to the supernatural, and you may even get some current news for your ear holes. McDirec is not here this time, and we're going to change it up a little bit. No, we are not. Just kidding. Anyway, you know what I find interesting? Blizz, you were telling me something about uh, ASMR. Yeah, so ASMR stands for Auto Sensory Motor Response, and it's something I saw on Reddit like years and years ago, like uh, just randomly. I think it was a trending subreddit one day. I'm like, oh, what is this? And it's it, the way they kind of described it was like it's the feeling you get that comes over your body when you get like goosebumps or make your hair stand on edge or like it's almost like. It's not an orgasm, but it's almost like orgasmic, like your senses are heightened, I guess, like your skin reacts and you feel like all over your body. So, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty weird. But like, there have been moments in my time, in my life, where I can think of that I had something like that. Like, I can remember one time we were at a UH game, I think I was there with Smash and they were doing like the intro video. And uh, Smash was like, look at my arm, man. I'm so fucking jacked. <laughs> and his hair was like standing on edge and he was all goose bumped up. Like just from the intro video, you know. So it's, uh, you know, different people get it from different things. And not everybody has that response, I think, from what I understand. So anyways, the reason I wanted to talk about this is I came up, uh, across a really wild Twitch channel. And I think there's a ton of YouTube videos like this too, ASMR, where they'll... It's like soft talking, you know, close to the mic, like really soft. So, the, anyways, this Twitch channel I saw, <laughs> I was at work too. Uh, it was this chick laying down in yoga pants, and she has a, a I think it's called a bi, bi-oral microphone. So it has like two sides. So if she talks on the one side, you hear it in the right channel of your headphones. If she talks on the left side, you hear it in your, in your left channel of your headphones, right? So, um, anyways, uh, she's got the mic in her hand. She starts licking the mic, like licking one side and then turning over and licking the other. It's like in your headphones, you hear like a licking sound in one ear and a licking sound in one ear, other ear, right? It's fucking wild. I'm sitting there and I work and I'm starting to get like a, like a half chub, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I got to turn this off, dude. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. Like, shit. And uh, I looked at the stream and she had like fucking 2,000 current viewers or whatever. And she was going for a subscription goal. She was like three away to getting 150 new subscriptions for the day. And I'm like, she's just licking a microphone. (laughs) Was she at least hot? Oh, she's very attractive. But I mean like, I don't know. So that's it. So you're that, gonna start your own podcast, and you're just gonna be licking. I'm just gonna mic. be licking a mic. Yeah, I'm gonna start my own. ASMR. You to sign up for another one. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna call it? Oh my god, dude! It was licking boy. I had to pod. turn. I had to shut that shit off, and I was like, "Good god, dude!" That was that was on the like. As soon as you log into Twitch, it gives you featured channels or channels you may like, and for some reason that popped up, and I'm like, <laughs> "That's really uh, funny." This is really really odd. I mean, I've seen some of the kids' videos where they, like my daughter, she watches this one where they put everything underneath a car tire and they record the sound and they video it. So you're watching them run over oh, a, ba- a bag of M&Ms. Oh, and over or something. Yeah. yeah, a bag of M&Ms. And then they'll run over a Barbie doll. 
And then you're like, well, why, why would you use a Barbie doll? Why can't you use anything else besides that? <laughs> so she's running over the Barbie doll. And they see, you know, it's like running over a glass, running over all these things. And she, she's watching it for hours on end. Wow. And it's supposed to be enticing for kids to get them to, like, really focus. and On sounds. On and sounds, stuff. yeah. It's, it's, it's really crazy. There's a whole uh, field of study centered around that. Yeah, there's also a whole field of fucking creeps out there that <laughs> fucking listening to girls in yoga pants lick, lick a mic. I guess Ugh. I was one of them that day. I bet that mic stank afterwards. Oh. She does lick the mic. Like, imagine like, her parents walked in. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a mic. The whole time I thought it was a lollipop, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that could be worse. <laughs> There, somebody else was telling me something about this, uh, the ASMR stuff, and uh, it has to deal with uh, kids that have autism. Mm. It's supposed to really bring them to be able to focus or make them calm down. I can see. I, I don't know if that's like the, anything truth to that. I just, what she was telling me was that that's what they use sometimes. Like they'll play a video, and the video will be nothing but those. I can see that. Because, like, if you have autism, like, your sensory or senses are heightened, or some senses are heightened, so, like, you could be in a quiet room, but to you, that person that feels like they're in just, like, a loud room because everything is heightened, or <laughs> they're, I'm not an expert on autism or anything, but there's, like, a, of course, there's a spectrum, but um, I could see that. Like, I know, like, the museum downtown has uh, certain hours where they're, like, they let kids in with autism because it's like quieter I guess those hours like early hours and none of the like interactive exhibits are on so it's just like a quiet hall they're not going to be distracted by like you know a dinosaur roaring or something or yeah whatever so I could see that did yeah. you get a chance to try any of the uh, the breggy bomb stuff? <laughs> I have not tried the breggy bomb salsa man we gotta send our boy Irox some though I'll tell you that so that show's been playing pretty good lately. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, a couple times I feel like we got super lucky. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. The Santa Maria's on our side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That definitely. That's definitely true. Yeah. I'm... I'm. So, number one, I have my cons I have my doubts about Alex Bregman. Yeah. He's always hurt now. I'm sure... It's going to be out two months, I heard. I'm, I'm sure there's no reason for it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he hurt... Hamstring. His hamstring. Yeah. But, you know, with a, what is it, 162 games they play? Yeah. I feel like, you know, his performance hasn't been very good lately. Mm -hmm. And I think that this might be an excuse to get his center of focus back. Because I, I'm in the... Because he wasn't playing well, so I'd give him some time off to... Yeah. To recalibrate, you know, something. You know, it's not a quarantine per se. It's just, you know, to get your groove back. Like Stella. Get your mojo. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, he had been playing very well, and now Correa and Altuve are starting to shine. So they're going to be looking, and Brantley, he's been shining yeah. pretty well. Yuli's been doing really well. Mm -hmm. So he's like the only one really in the rotation who's not. And as even, far as the main guys go, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I, I knew that this was coming because in the NBA, they've been using these injuries as a way to sit out for part of the season mm -hmm. post-COVID. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, this has got to catch on to baseball with 162 games, sometimes back-to-back. They're playing, and yeah. I'm just like, there's no way that these guys are going to stay healthy all year. But, you know, it's the MLB trying to make sure that people have something to watch, keep them occupied while yeah. they're at home, make, and they can make get money their money again. Yeah. yeah, make money again. 
But <clears throat> watching Bregman and do his do his salsa thing <laughs> and see the uh, you know hear some of the feedback for it. Building his brand. Yeah, he's building his brand, and I'm just like you know. You've got to start performing. It's not like you're the you're an awesome superstar. You're good. I know that he can be good. Yeah. Right? But every time I watch him or every time I start like paying real attention to his stats, they're mm-hmm. not very good. Mm-hmm. They're not. And you know, Dan, our, our buddy in yeah. in in Massachusetts, he has a point. You know, he's like, I don't like Bregman. <laughs> I never did. And, and to be honest, like since day one, he's never liked Bregman. Yeah, even yeah. as like a brand new rookie, yeah. didn't like him at all. And I was yeah. just like, How do you hate the guy? You haven't even seen him play. Yeah. Like, I look at him and don't like him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he needs to take some time off, recenter himself, and I think he's gonna come back a little bit more humble. Yeah, I think he's gonna come back. Uh, hopefully, we're we're still winning without him. And he's got to realize like the window is closing, right? Because like this core group is slowly. Uh, disappearing like Springer left in the off season, which by the way was the right call because he's been hurt all year this year. So yeah, he, he wouldn't have been able to do anything if he was here. So if you were angry about that, uh, yeah, that could have been us, and he would just be sitting here collecting his what ninety two, yeah, million? some ninety whatever, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, like uh, the window's closing because next year there's gonna be other free agents. Uh, Verlander will be a free agent, I think, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's out for the year, and he's going to be 39, which is pretty old in baseball. And then you have Correa, who nobody knows what his market's going to be because he really hasn't played a full season except for one time in his career. So his he's also been injury-prone. It's been his knock. Um, but, you know, you got El Tule playing great. I think I just saw a stat today... Uh, uh, my buddy sent me like in the last eight games, or no, the last ten games he has eight home runs, which is crazy. Uh, you know, Correa has been playing much better. Uh, he had he was slumping in May, but he's picked it up again in June. Um, like you said, Yuli, Brantley, and there's other people on the team that the team is still good enough to do well. And I'm sure Bregman realizes like he's got to start contributing more. He's got to start helping the team more. And yeah, he's you know who's to, who's to say what is happening if it was a hamstring pull or if he just needs to be recalibrated. I don't know, but um, I think he realizes that the team is good enough for him to take a step back if he needs to, and you know get his head in the right place or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's just my take on it. You know, it might very well be an injury, but I, I do think that I've watched it and I was just like, man, what excuse is he going to give? And some of these people are saying like, hey, say a prayer for my boy Bragman today and hopefully he fixes his game up. And I'm just like, uh, I'm pretty sure an injury announcement is going to be coming up. Yeah. And the reason is like the rest of the team is performing normally. Mm-hmm. Yuli's been doing this. Yeah. Like if anything, he's a, a stable person. That yeah. And I'll walk him every time. Mm-hmm. But I, I read something interesting that I think Bregman got his head swollen a little bit when they started walking him all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, you're not, I, I never. Yeah, he was doing that thing with his hands, like, put me on base, like, intentionally walk me. Yeah. In the dugout, that was a celebration. Yeah, I, I think that's what's, that's what's going on. So now, now that he's not performing and everybody else is, it's kind of showing. So he's like, gotta, gotta get back that, that mojo. Yeah. And 
But the Astros have been playing incredibly good. They mm-hmm. smashed the Rangers. Yep. They smacked them real bad. And like, who are we playing now? Uh, the White Sox. Well, yeah, White Sox. Yeah, they're, they're awful. They got smacked ten to two. Yeah, the White Sox are in first, I think, in their division, the Central. <laughs> yeah, got smack them around. <laughs> smack them. Like these aren't even Boston. close games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're smacking the people that that need to be smacked. I think. Yeah. Have you been hearing a lot of the controversies that's been getting more and more exposed to this thing? Um, you mean the Astros controversy, the cheating? Yeah, so the one the one that I heard recently that was I thought was I mean it's plausible okay. right now I'm not believing all of these theories yeah. because none of them are. And real. I'll admit I'm a homer, so like, you know, take that in stride. But yeah, so that I, I read this one that so the Astros were caught cheating. Yeah. Trash cans, cameras, mm-hmm. cameras pointed at certain locations on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, I read a report today. This came out. From an art an, uh, author out in New York. I think I might have read this. And it turns out he's that making a book. I think one of the guys that was controlling the camera to supply the feed was actually a Yankee employee with an MLB shirt on. Mm-hmm. I heard Dodger employee with an MLB shirt on. Oh, Dodger. Yeah. And maybe was, maybe I have the, the, the team picked up, picked up because I hate them both equally. Yeah, but it could have been Yankee. I, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, and um, I was like, okay, well, these camera feeds, if it was the Astros staff, it would be a no-brainer because they could just watch some film, take a look at the person who's controlling the camera or mm-hmm. see where the feed is coming from and then interview the guy. But, I, I mean, all of these things are just coming out, I think, as, just, as a way to uh, – it's still by the other teams. Yeah. It's coming back as a way to bring it up, even though the Astros are doing well, to like really overshadow what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Because I think there is a lot of eyes on the team. There are a lot. There are a lot of eyes on the team right now. And if they're doing anything that's gonna uh, uh, be even closely resembled to cheating, it's gonna be noticed right away and called out. Just because it's the bad orange team, you know. Right. So one interesting thing about that is. The whole sign stealing thing has kind of. So the sign stealing thing was to give the hitter an advantage, right? So you didn't know it's coming, a fastball or a slow pitch or a curveball, whatever, you know. So pitchers have now taken it upon themselves to counter that by using foreign substances on the baseballs lately. Yeah. And MLB just finally said that they were going to start enforcing the rule, which they've always had the rule, but they just weren't enforcing it for whatever reason about, you know, no foreign substances on the baseball or on the pitcher's glove or, like, under his hat, you know, like, wherever they're hiding. And I heard they were going to ban all this stuff. And one of the things that I thought was funny was they're banning sunscreen because what happens is in these sunny games, pitchers will lather themselves up in sunscreen and then they'll mix the sunscreen with the rosin bag because there's a rosin bag on the pitcher's mouth. And that will make, like, a paste kind of, I guess, like a sticky paste. And then they'll rub it all over the ball and into their glove and stuff so they can get a better grip on the seam so they can spin it quicker. And when the ball spins quicker, it moves more in the strike zone, so it's harder to hit. And, um, you know, baseball has always had cheating. It's not new to, to, you know, 2017 Houston Astros. It's like uh, there's always been people trying to steal signs. There's always been people, like, trying to spit on the ball or use something to scuff it or 
whatever to get an advantage, like a nail file. Cut the stitching, I heard. Cut the stitching, yeah. I've heard a bunch of things. And, you know, it's really up to MLB on how they're going to police the game. And I I heard the other day one guy in the White Sox was mad about it because he's a pitcher, of course, so he probably uses, like, the the illegal substances. He's like, I don't understand how uh, MLB can offer or can give penalties to this stuff when they haven't penalized anybody on the Astros. And I'm like, have penalized anybody on the Astros, okay. But keep in mind that the players on the Astros are part of the uh, Major League Baseball Players Union. So, like, in order to even get them to talk, they had to go through the union, and the union demanded immunity. It wasn't the Astros that demanded immunity. The union demanded it because they knew if it could be the Dodgers next day or the Yankees or the Red Sox, you know, the union protects its players. So, you know, it's not like, a, oh, you know, they didn't punish the Astros. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the point. The point is they wouldn't have known any of this if they hadn't been granted immunity. All the stuff would still be, you know, we wouldn't hear any of this stuff because nothing would have came out. So it's just like in a criminal proceeding, sometimes you have to offer a witness immunity, even if they were involved in the crime, just so you can get the details to lock somebody bigger away. Or in Astro's case, to basically the manager and the general manager took the hit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always been cheating in baseball. I mean, I'm, and I'm pretty sure, I don't have any definitive proof, but I'm pretty sure each team has a department that's devoted to, like, trying to, you know, advance scouting or trying to, like, you know, this pitcher is tipping his pitches every time he throws a curveball, he, I don't know, touches his hat or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, um, they're always looking for these little advantages so they can relay it to the players so that they can the players can perform better. So I don't know. I think the whole thing is just a witch hunt, really. Uh, but. I, I think what's gonna end up happening, you know, with all of this stuff, mm-hmm. the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. I know that they're behind it because they're the only ones that would command this kind of community backing it. If it was like the Diamondbacks. You know, like one of the shittiest yeah, yeah, teams yeah. in the league <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Cheating, nobody would care. <clears throat> no. Right? Nobody would say anything. If, if they were the ones that got caught with banging the, the trash cans, they wouldn't have gone as far. They would just be known as like the worst team cheating and they're still losing. Yeah, you know? or that they're so bad that even when they're trying to gain an advantage, they still can't transfer that to wins on the field, you know? Yeah. So... I think what what they don't realize is the implication that the MLB can come in with. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, okay, guys, if you want that, we're going to digitize the strike zone. And we're going to be able to see the analytics of the pitcher to yeah. determine if during his normal stats and any kind of uh, peaking stats during the season, we're going to be able to determine why. And I've read some articles online that some of these pitchers that have been... Um um, I guess not susceptible what's the word I'm looking for some of these pitchers that have been like I guess questioned about using foreign substances like Garrett Cole or uh, Trevor Bauer on the Dodgers like they've already noticed since MLB came out and said they were going to start doing 10 game suspensions for finding shit on the ball the spin rates for those guys have dropped way down yeah so you know um so that means that the MLB is monitoring the spin rates of the ball. Mm-hmm. And if that was something, to be honest, 
if you're monitoring the spin rates of the ball, you would notice that previously, mm -hmm. right? You would notice before and then an after. Yeah. So you already know who's cheating and who's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a. Uh, the players are going to say, "Oh, you know, I was just having a bad day, and yeah. I was like feeling better on on one one end of it." But if it's like a significant difference, yeah. There's no other reason for it than the cheating. So then they've got to go back and watch all the film. And I, I think MLB is smart enough to realize that, you know, giving pitchers an edge like this is going to generate less offense. And fans don't go to games to watch like a two-to-one game. They want to see home runs. They want to see, you know, people scoring runs, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, people love pitching too, but it's not the same. People, you know, if, I, if I'm at a game and it's like a two-to-one game and the Astros won. I'm like, wow, I'm glad we won, but man, that was uh, it's pretty boring. About halfway through the game, I'm like, is anybody gonna get fucking hit? You know, like, yeah, these guys are professionals and they can't do shit. You know, guys know the pitch is coming. Yeah, but the guys using some kind of special pine tar. So they're trying to swing it back to an even playing field, but you know, is <clears throat> as technology improves, there's always gonna be situations like this with a. You know, Red Sox and the Apple Watches or the Astros and Cameron in center field. There's going to be shit coming up that teams are going to try to do to get advantage. It's, yeah. it's the same thing with, you know, they got football and the Patriots scandal, how they filmed uh, the Jets practice or something. Well, the Jets were shitty. Like, they would have killed them anyways, probably. But they, you know, get any advantage you can. Uh, there's no guarantee they're, they're going to use those plays in practice in the game they could be you know whatever it could be trying to throw the Patriots off I don't know it could be some gamesmanship but yeah I'm glad that you brought the, the NFL up because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that too because Gate happened they were checking the ball for Brady the entire time but yeah if it's a thing and it's a science that's been figured out is is he really that much more elite to where you don't check everybody else's ball yeah like uh, if you know a lot of these players retired I think before their time uh -huh. and I think they could have played longer, but I think because the NFL was starting to crack down on these things, they were like, oh, you know, I'll see it, because there's no way I can perform if the ball's not deflated to PSI. Mm -hmm. um, not to, not, that's just one example, but even the NFL and some of the blown play calls and things like that is forcing them to have to go back in and revisit the rules. So like every season, it seems like they come out with some, uh, some new rule that's going to affect how the game is going to be played. Like the two feet in, yeah, and then the toe dragging, mm -hmm. the tuck, what's after a, the catch, what's the catch, you know, making yeah. a football move after the catch, yeah. yeah, and I think they were even talking about getting rid of uh, punting the football, mm -hmm. or kicking field goals at one point, getting rid of kickoffs because injuries happen on special teams running full speed at each other, yeah, and I think the MLB needs to do that, but I think they're afraid to change the game. At what it's going to do to the game. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't want to. Uh, the game has been the same for so long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what was it? Was it in the. So, like, wrestling has had its fair share of cheating. They said that one mm -hmm. of the refs was betting and then throwing the, the matches for these guys. Mm. So, he was betting, sports betting in Vegas against who's going to be or losing. A wrestling ref? A wrestling ref, mm. right? I know and an NBA ref got in trouble for that, too. Yeah, an NBA ref did, too. It was just like side betting. And, and, and I'm like, okay, well, they crack down, they fire that guy, but then now there should be some rules in place that say you just lose your job or something. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You know, speaking of the NBA, there's just 
there's a whole craziness going on right now in the NBA that I, I'm not able to keep track of. <laughs> We've got Denver, Utah, Phoenix. Yeah. Brooklyn. Clippers. Hawks. Clippers. Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. I think that covers everybody, right? Yeah. And if y'all remember last time on the podcast, I said, watch out for my Denver Nuggets, man. They're looking really good. Well, they probably got swept by Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, okay, so speaking of Phoenix, right? I'm watching that. I'm watching these. Uh, they probably right got swept, man. In, in, in the. Uh, in social media, uh, kind of watch like whatever headlines here and there. And one of the guys is in the audience, and he's wearing like the old school Suns. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking one. about. Yeah, yeah. And he's like Suns in four. Yeah. Well, Devin Booker looked him up. Yeah. He's yeah. like, hey. He got into a fight with Denver fan. He's the same guy. Mm. And he like wailed on the Denver guy. Like the Denver guy got the first hit. Yeah. He tried to like sucker punch him. Yeah. And then no, the other guys beat his ass. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's what you get. And the guy looked a little <laughs> older. Like these two look like punk kids. Yeah. Just going in there talking mess, and then talking he just like, tried to sucker punch the guy, and the guy just beat his ass. And his friend is like, stop, stop, stop! <laughs> help him, help him! His arms covered in his head. He's like sons and four, and then so Devin Booker yeah. contacts the guy and gives him free tickets to the next game. I read that story today. Yeah. I was like, man, that's that's crazy. That's that. That's how you develop a following, you know? Like, yes, yeah. those are who you need to follow. But okay, so. In talking about the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. I'm not a Chris Paul fan. Okay. I am not. Never have been. I think he's just a waste of time. <laughs> and they're talking about if he wins the championship, that mm-hmm. he's now going to be the best point guard in the NBA. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you think that's a Okay, so I'm not the only one. The guy has a losing mentality. Well, when they say best point guard in the NBA, do they mean... What do they mean? Do they mean best current point guard? Or do they Goat. mean best of all time Goat. point guard? Best of all time. No, man. Not even close, dude. <laughs> I know he gets made fun of all the time, but fucking John Stockton was better than that fool, dude. He had, uh, what, 33 assists, I think, in one game? In one of the games? Yeah. That's, that's the reason why they're even bringing it up. But uh, where were these assists when he was on the Rockets? Yeah. I mean, so well, you get a team of people that will... Or when he was on the Clippers or, you know, in the Hornets, New Orleans Hornets. Yeah. You're, you're the veteran on the team, so you better be... You, you have to pass the ball... For somebody else to score because you can't score, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's in the situation that he's in. He's got all these young players surrounding him in Phoenix. I'm going to give Devin Booker the ball because he scored 70 points one time. So I'll just pass it to you, bring the ball up court, and then throw it to you. You make the shot. And, hey, maybe I'll, I'll get a rebound in there. My favorite point guard of all time is uh, Allen Iverson. I know he has a bad rap of being, like, ball hog or whatever, you know. But he, like, changed the game when he came up because, like, up until then, point guards weren't really like big scorers. I mean, they were you know meant to distribute the ball, maybe hang out behind the three point line and hit a couple threes, and you know he would just take over games. A little guy just driving in lane and everything, and defenses had to adapt to that. So, um, you know, and then the game now, like you said, with Devin Booker scoring fifty or whatever sixty points, you know something ridiculous. Um, and there's so many other point guards out there that are really good, like, uh, you know, Kyrie in Brooklyn. Um, if you want to say Harden's a point guard, maybe. He's more of a shooting guard. I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree with you. You've got Magic. Yeah. Magic considered <clears throat> the greatest of all time. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. It's definitely not better than Magic. Or Isaiah Thomas is another good one, yeah. 
and these guys, I, th- I don't think they get a lot of publicity because I don't know how many champ. Isaiah won a lot of championships, right, with Detroit? Uh, I think he just won one. Just one. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I, I just, I have a big dislike for Maybe Chris two. Paul because a former co-worker of mine used to be like a huge fan. Mm-hmm. They grew up in Alabama and then I think Chris Paul came to his high school and like scoring a game-winning basket mm-hmm. and he was like real uh, sentimental to the team. So since then he's been... A huge fan. I texted him today. He hasn't been working with us for, mm. I think, three years. Yeah, about three years now. I texted him today. I was like, hey, your boy Chris Paul is going to take it this year. <laughs> yeah. Psych, he's going to choke. <laughs> because that's his MO. It's like, okay, fine. We're going to get there, get everybody hype. And then... So Phoenix will be playing Utah or the Clippers. Yeah. Whoever wins that series. And I think Utah... The Clippers are playing the Hawks, right? No, no, no. Hawks are in the East. Oh. Uh, Clippers are playing Utah. And right. Utah was a one seed this year, which is crazy. But uh, Utah was up in that series 2-0, and now it's tied 2-2. I think, yeah, Clippers won two in a row. So Let me see. I, I want to take a look at what the standings are. But I also wanted to bring up uh, the MVP uh, this year, uh, Nikola Jokic. Nikola. Nikola Jokic from, I don't know, Serbia. I don't know where he's from. Some big white guy. Europe. Uh, the Jazz to, are playing. The not to be racist, but uh, Hawks and the Seventy Sixers. He won the MVP this year, and it was the first time a center has won the MVP since Shaq won it in two thousand. So, I have a question for you, Smash. Is the big man back in the NBA? I, I think it's a hybrid, man. You watch Nikola Jokic play. Yeah. He plays like Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He plays like a weird big man, like. Uh, a little bit like Dirk. He plays a little bit like Dirk, but I feel like he's mainly on the outside, which it throws off the position for him. Yeah. Then he beats people off the dribble mm-hmm. underneath the basket. He's dunking on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess it is kind of like Dirk, but Dirk in his prime. Yeah. Man, I don't think it's the year of the big man. I think it's the year of this like transitioning big man to where they can shoot from anywhere on the floor. Because for the past several years, the big man's been pretty obsolete, really. I mean, you have LeBron playing center for large stretches of games. You know, you have you know Durant playing center. You have people that are not centers playing centers. Yeah, but Durant's like well, Durant's tall. Phenom. He's like, yeah, he's that's true. Broken. He, he's he's the kind of people. Jokic too. They're the kind of people that break the game. Yeah. Because then there's like, what position do you play? <laughs> What do I <laughs> if I'm playing my zone defense and you're in all you're of the zones? You're gonna hit threes and you're also gonna post um on me like under the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah. If you're in zone defense, yeah. What What do I do? Because like, do we switch? Do we stay? He's gonna shoot the three. So imagine now the big man, the center, can shoot the three ball. So then he goes out and then they're playing zone defense. Mm-hmm. If they're playing zone defense, the defender's going to stay yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. So now you've got a shorter guy guarding the biggest guy. Guarding him on the perimeter, the yeah. <laughs> Easily so over him. You have to switch every time. That means you have to play him man-to-man. And you have to keep switching, yeah. And if you play him, I mean, I'm sure there's other better defenses that have been created in, it, in there. But I'm like, there's zone defense and then there's man-to-man. Right. Those are the two that I know. Maybe there's like a blend or a hybrid. That a I'm hybrid. Not I know they, they do... I've been reading some articles. They do, they they switch. They do a lot of switches now in defense. So like, depending on where the ball is, uh, on the court and what personnel are in what positions. If you have the big guy out, move your big guy out, even though that's gonna sacrifice rebounding, right? Because if your big guy is out away from the basket, and as 
you know, the ball gets closer to the hoop, they, they, they'll switch off real quick or something. But the problem is, in, in doing that switch, you know, it gives them an opening to pass the ball or whatever, you know. So, um, defenses are on their heels a lot in the NBA. It's a definitely an offensive league. So, Brooklyn was ahead 3-2 in the series. Now it's tied 3-3. 3-3, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, that was as of Thursday... They've had a lot of injuries, man. Kyrie's hurt. Harden was back, but he's not 100%. No, I think he had like eight points in the last yeah, game. Yeah, he was, was not awful. 100% at all. And then Durant pretty much carried the team. Yeah. He had a 50-point game, I think. So it looks, Okay, so Irving is still out. Yeah. Harden's going to be available because I think he played in the last game, but he got really shitty stats. Yeah, he, he was not 100% for sure. Man, I, I, I don't know. Uh, LeBron came out and he was saying something about how the NBA is just causing all these injuries. Yeah, people down Twitter, and, yeah. And and sure, I I believe it, but we're late in the season to where you get a day's rest in between. You you know you get some time to play, and you've been doing it every season. So I feel like you gotta. It's postseason still, but they're in COVID mode. And this is why nobody likes LeBron James. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he got whooped by the sun. You would never hear Jordan getting on some social platform being like, oh my God, you know, this is the NBA's fault. All these star players are being injured. No, you, just, you know, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Go out there and fucking play, you know? Let's <laughs> play a kid's game. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> quit your bitching, you know? Yeah. Shit. Cry so much, but like, I mean, I guess it's. Poor guy, he's, you know, hard up. <laughs> yeah, suck it up and move on. Yeah, Who I'm sorry, I'm just it? not a LeBron fan. He's a very talented player, but, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, well, I share that sentiment. I'm not a LeBron fan, he's a nice guy or whatever, and yeah. I see him do some cool stuff, but uh, I think it's just because of the Lakers' spotlight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, what were you going to say? Um... I was going to ask, like, who are you picking to win? To win it all? Win it all. So we were saying Brooklyn before, but, man, it's really close now. Um, I could see Phoenix winning it all. You could see Phoenix winning. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a far limb here. I'm going to pick Atlanta. Okay, ooh, I like Atlanta. I, I still like, to be honest, I still love the Nets, but I need Harden to play. I'm and if he's a pillow going hard in the paint. Is he playing? Yeah. Who's he playing for? Atlanta. Really? The ATL, my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see him. You get on. It's just a little bit off. Sorry, guys. There's a fruit fly in here. Go it's on. a fruit fly. It's like one of these big fruit flies, and he's like flying around here bothering us. Can we get one of the producers to take care of this? Psych, there are no producers. It's just us. <laughs> I thought you had that electric fly swatter over there. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't it's like work. one-sided, so, but I can never tell or remember Damn. which side it is. I've always wanted to get one of those just to fuck a bunch of flies up. It does work, though. Really? Yeah, it works when you have fresh batteries and you're killing them. Like that thing, my kids have jumped on it and played with oh, it. Oh, shit, so that yeah. It's work like as a good. toy, yeah. But it definitely works. Like, it fries them. <laughs> and they just drop on the ground or sometimes awesome. they just disintegrate. <laughs> So we got uh, a new, a different topic here. This one is uh, a little bit. Skip this one if you want. Well, well a, I want to hear it. I want to hear what you have. Okay. What do you got? So I wrote a blog post about this in my blog. Um, 
which uh, I'll mention later, I guess. But um, so one of my friends, uh, um, her mother passed away, and I went to the service over the weekend last Sunday, and um, I hadn't been to a, a funeral service in probably I don't know six seven years. It's been a while. So anyways, I'm there and I'm struck by like how many people are in this funeral home. And keep in mind like with COVID, uh, I think there was like a delay like during COVID when COVID was heightened that they weren't doing services. They were only doing memorials and limiting it to just family, you know, immediate family. Um, anyways, you know, I went to the service and it was really beautiful. Uh, the whole thing was in Spanish which was kind of cool. Um, and uh, they were playing like, you know, they have a little slideshow of um, her mom up there and like some short videos, you know, of her mom just interacting with the family. And, uh, you know, it just, I don't know, it really hit me. Like I started getting emotional. I was like, man, I barely even know this lady. I met her like once or twice, I think, at my friend's wedding because she was there, obviously. She was the mother of the bride. Um, but, um, there were so many people packed into this place, and I'm like, geez, man, like, uh, you know, like, if I just started thinking about, like, self-reflecting, like, on myself, if I was the one that had passed away, you know, how many people are going to come to my service, you know, and not that it's a competition or anything, but, like, it was just, I was, like, struck by, like, how many people, people's lives were affected by this one person, I guess. Mm-hmm. And whether it's all family, whether it's family and friends, um, I don't know everyone's relation there. I didn't know too many people there, but just like, I mean, it was packed full of people and it got me thinking like, you know, this uh, woman that passed away, she was fairly young. She was only 60 and uh, it was cancer. And, um, you know, I'm going to be 40 next year and, uh, you know, nobody knows, you know, when their last day on this earth is going to be, obviously. And uh, um, it just got me thinking, like, you know, if I something happens to me tomorrow driving to work or, you know, something medical happens, I don't know. Like, have I fulfilled, like, have I fulfilled a life full of, like, love and um, compassion and um, enjoyment, I guess. Um, basically, have I fulfilled what my potential is as a person on this earth? Uh, whether it be um, uh, interactions at work, interactions with friends, interactions with family. Um, somebody needs me, am I there? Do I blow them off? Just little things like that that add up to um, that add up to like I guess what determines a good life and not a good life basically I'm speaking pretty broad here but um, it just got me thinking kind of like about some short term goals I have that I need to start working more towards and you know I've been kind of lackadaisical about a few things I tend to procrastinate a lot um, but um, 
I think that's just the normal part of life. A lot of people tend to procrastinate things and um, life is kind of divided between the people that go out and strive for their goals in life compared to the people who are just content to be at where they are in life. Or maybe the people that are not content where they are, but they just complain. They don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but... Um, yeah, I, I tend to fall in the same boat. I've been to a... We had a, like a tragic family event where it was just... It was two people in the family on the same day pass away. And I, I started thinking about some of the things and hearing some of the family stories and about how everybody was and you know how things were before and I started thinking the same thing just mm-hmm. like you you know like shit where all these people be here for mine yeah hmm, you never you never really know mm-hmm. right is mine gonna be a zoom meeting and it's just gonna be immediate family I imagine some of the other funerals that are going on where you want the whole family to be there but they can't you know luckily Luckily and unluckily at the same time, at least all the family could be there for that mm-hmm. one. That's it's it's a crazy thing, man. I I don't know. Sometimes I think about it when I wake up in the morning. I think about like, am I doing the right thing? Am I uh, leading a good life? I'm not thinking about are people going to be there at my funeral? Right. Am I going to have an impact on somebody's life? But one of the things we talked about, I think, in a previous podcast was. Like your your ideals and your beliefs and things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to anybody that I meet, more than just like a hey or a wave or like something. A passing, like that, yeah. Anybody that I talk to that I meet, I have to have some kind of impression on them, mm-hmm. some kind of a positive impression. And I, I I've been doing that. So when I meet somebody, I'm just like you know what I could just do my regular routine. Hey, how's it going? Oh, cool, man. Mm-hmm. See ya. Or I could. Hey man, why don't you come and hang out with us sometime? Or why don't we uh, make this thing happen? Even like this podcast, that's how it had happened. It was like, well, we can fucking sit around and talk about it for a long time, or we can just make it happen and then right. let it progress. And of course, nobody's perfect, you know. There's always going to be stuff that gets swept aside under the rug yeah. in life, you know. Different events will come up. Maybe your dreams change. Maybe your goals change. Um, but, um,. Yeah, it just made me really introspective. and There's a lot of people that live their whole life with that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know that? Like, I think some of those people that do just constant volunteer work. Yeah. Or like constant church work. Mm-hmm. Where they're not, like, there's no monetary benefit constant to them doing it. Constant charity work. Or they yeah, work for a non-profit. Charity. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, they just, they've reached a spot where they realize that the whole thing is, <clears throat> it's undetermined. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So... Do the best you can while you're here, and then try to make an impact on someone's life. Do something, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only been a few times to go and volunteer. You know, being introspective, I've only been a few times to go and volunteer. But when I do, I feel really good afterwards. Like I've done some something major, and then they really, when you go to the Houston Food Bank, they quantify it for you. Like you just fed three hundred needy families that need school lunches. Mm. And then you're like three hundred and by the way we have like twenty three thirty three million people yeah. that need these. Yeah. And you're like, oh wow. So my whole day of effort got three hundred. Barely so a dent. If we had more people that were around to do the same thing, mm-hmm. they would be able to get and help more. So like why don't we have more people? <laughs> that was an accident. So the stupid fruit fly <laughs> Smash about knocked me out. <laughs> he leaned forward to get the fruit fly. 
So I, I took the empty space and then. Anyways. And you lean back and I don't mean to uh, bring the podcast down. This next next topic will bring it back up. Uh, Do you know that's a, that's what well, your your feeling though? I'll, I'll make one last. Yeah, comment. yeah, go on. Uh, your feeling though is not new. It's not just you feeling that way. I think that's the purpose of what the funeral is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. To get you to realize, you know, what are you doing with your life? Because if that was you, who's going to attend and what are they going to say? I'm sure that's the purpose, but I'm sure also, and I'm not judging people, it's just, it's what it is. I'm sure a lot of people are just there because, well, i got to be there, you know. Yeah. I have yeah. to pay my respects and then leave and go about my day. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Pay my respects? Yeah, pay my yeah. respects. Yeah, I mean, I guess different to different people. Yeah. Um, my friend told me, thanks for coming. I wanted to tell her more stuff, but like, it not, it's kind of awkward, right? Because she just lost her mother, and like, what am I going to say to make it better, you know? Like, so I was just like, you know, I didn't say much. I was just like, uh, you know, you're welcome, but pretty much. I, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna try to make. Like, gonna glad try, I can be here. I was gonna try to make a joke, but I'm like, it's probably not the right place. Somebody told me there was gonna be food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Where's, where, where's the guacamole stand? <laughs> yeah, no, that perfect. No, it's crazy. That's nonsense. <laughs> but uh, anyways. So have you been out on any uh, any any dates lately? Yeah, I've been dreading this topic. Okay. You know, we talked a little bit about this in one of the earlier podcasts, and we talked about some of the uh, the ones you went on. Yeah, well, this one's it. recent. It's a couple weeks ago, so. Oh, let's hear it, man. The juicy gossip. <laughs> I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> uh, let's hear it. Okay, so I matched with this girl on OkCupid, and I'm not going to use her name, but... Uh, She's being like, the whole time, she's being like really forward, you know, which is weird to me because usually the girls don't want to have anything to do with you until you ask them something like, let's do this. And then they'll say yes or no. Or, you know, the guy has to make the move. But she was quite the opposite, right? So I was like, wow, this is kind of strange, but okay, whatever, you know. Um, and I've, I've actually discussed all this with McDirect before and he gave his opinion, which I think was the right opinion. It was an opinion I needed to hear, but it's not the one I wanted to hear. I'll put it that way. Uh, so anyways, I meet her at this bar. And when I get there, she's like already tipsy, right? I'm like, oh man, this is going to be quite a night. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. You know, she just gets trashed on the weekends or what's going on. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's just a nerves thing because she was there by herself waiting, right? She wasn't like with a friend waiting, it was just her. So maybe it was a nurse thing, I don't know. So we're hanging out, we're talking. Uh, we, what did we do? We had some drinks at a bar, then we went to another bar that had food. Because none of us had eaten. And uh, So you went from bar to bar? Right, yeah. And it was like across the street, kind of as close, you know, it wasn't like far. So I went to this other bar, had food. Then I went back to the first bar that we were at before. They had like a live DJ there. It was kind of cool. Um, we're talking. Um, she's she's one of these like uh, struck me it struck me as she's like much more outgoing than I am. So she's like a party girl, I guess, right? So he's playing music and she's like dancing and she starts like booty dancing with these two Asian chicks, and I'm like. 
All right. Let's see how it is. Birdman over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's escalating. So, uh, I like it. Uh, you know, whatever. She's acting crazy. Um, we ended up taking a picture with them, too. Like, I don't know why. We thought it was a good idea. She has a picture. I wish I had it with me. I'd, I'd show it to you if I had it, but I don't. Um, so she has it? Yeah. But anyways, uh, you know, had some more drinks. <laughs> and, we, we, and then we were hanging out in the patio. And her friends, her two friends come, two guy friends come. And I'm like, well, this is a bit strange, right? And uh, she later told me it was only one guy was her friend. The other one was his friend. So she didn't know the other guy. So she told me later. Um, but all I know is, you know, these two guys are now hanging out with us. So the group is like four. <sighs> and, you know... Soon enough, it turns two. The bar's closing. And uh, she's like, uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, let's go to a strip club. And I'm like, this sounds not like a good idea to me, you know? <laughs> uh, besides, it's two. Like, everything is closed. No, this one's still open. They stay open until six, she says. So she knows the details of this place. Yeah. Wow. So it's a place that she's been to before. I'm like, what kind of date is this that she's suggesting to go to the strip club, you know? <laughs> like, so this will usually, be if, if I'm at a date and it goes badly, I go to the strip club. <laughs> but this is, threw me for a loop. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? Yeah. And she's inviting her friends, too, or her friend and his friend, whatever. I'm like, geez, this is... I didn't want to do it. I was like, it's a bad idea. I kind of just wanted to go home because I had to drive back to, uh, you know, Katie. And uh, I was like, all right, well, let's do it, I guess, you know. So we go there, and I remember we had to pay for parking, which I thought was retarded. Like, who pays for parking at a strip club? Yeah. So it seemed sketchy already, right? Go in. Apparently, I was really feeling the drink, so I offered to pay cover for everybody. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, even these two guys that crashed my date, whatever. <laughs> so we go inside. And uh, there's a lot of girls in there. I was like, all right. So <laughs> we're walking by the stage, and we were asking to get a seat. And I think it was like we had to get a bottle. Nobody wanted to do that, right? Because that's ridiculous. It's 2 a.m., you know, or 2, 3 a.m., whatever. Uh, so I, the details start getting a little fuzzy for me, um, which is scary because I was the one driving. <laughs> Uh-oh. But uh, I remember leaving the stage area and going to the bar, and I was walking with one of the guys. And uh, at this point, I was getting pretty mad because, like, the girl I was with was, like, just, like, booty dancing on all these guys at the bar or at the club or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is supposed to be a date, you know? I'm not saying we're, like, boyfriend-girlfriend yet, but, like, you know, if I knew this was okay, I would have, you know, Try to talk to those Asian girls. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So she, later, she said she was just trying to get us free drinks. I don't, I don't think that was the case, but whatever. Uh, she said she got a couple of ones out of it. I was like, all right. Uh, and the next thing I know, they're calling me to get her or whatever. So I'm walking to the front. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, we have to leave. I'm like, oh, okay. I was thinking she just wanted to leave. Found out later, the next day, that she got kicked out of the club <laughs> because uh, she got up on stage and started dancing. And they're like, 
you know, you gotta go. You can't be doing that shit. You're not a dancer, you know? Yeah. So, I drove her home, and uh, she's fucking trashed. <laughs> Uh, she's like, where? She's like, where's uh, my friend? You know, wherever. I'm like, oh, they stayed. You know, I didn't want to leave. But uh, yeah, I took her home. And I'm like, well, that was quite an eventful first date. And so I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, uh, first impressions I think matter a lot because you always want to look good for the other person, or at least that's how I, I try to act. You know. And, um, uh, I've got so many questions. Being, uh, okay, well, let me finish that day one story. I'm almost done. So, uh, being, being as it may, uh, the first impressions matter, I was just like, this girl is just, I, nobody I should spend my time with. Oh, and then the one last thing that happened that night was I'm driving her home and she's like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, babe, I need cat food. <laughs> She called you babe? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. At this point, I just wanted to go home. So I'm like, fine, let's get fucking cat food. So we go into a shell station. I get cat food for whatever. It was like six bucks or something. I don't know. So uh, I also found out that day because she had told me she was a caterer before. But that can mean a lot of things, right? Like you you work for a big company or maybe it's your own business. Like what does that mean? She told me, she doesn't cook. Her mom cooks, and she's trying to, I guess, cater that food into a business or whatever. I'm like, that seems like a dead end, but whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had her mom's food. Maybe it's really good. But um, so basically, I didn't ask her this, but in my mind, I'm like, so basically, she's not doing shit all day, you know, until she has a booking or something, and she's got to, you know be there deliver the food or set up or whatever mm-hmm. um, so like I said first impressions matter and my first impression that night was stay away like just alright what are your questions first question <laughs> after hearing your story I'm formulating these questions and listening to the story at the same time yeah because what I'm trying to gauge is is, is there any interest alright on both sides when you got there and you first met her she, you said she was there by herself right mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the uh, the radio station thing where they do like a second date update? Yeah. Pretty much the guy goes to the girl and then the girl calls into the radio station wondering why she thought it went well. So they call him up, yeah. They call him up and they pretend to be and then they you know, they ask him about the date and then he tells them all the real details and she tells <laughs> all this stuff. That's so not true, that's so not yeah, true. And then yeah. he like tells something explicitly clear to where there's no way that it couldn't be true, right? And then we find out that the girl's an idiot. And then, you know, whatever. So I'm like, okay, where are the signs? Like, where are the signs here? So where, it, it, where's the interest? Where are the signs? Like, yeah, where are the signs, the that, signs that, that this was, this is... This it was, was going, going off the rails? That's not the question, though. Oh. My, your answers to my question will get us there. Okay. When you, when you got in there, was her hair combed nicely? What was she wearing? She had long hair and she was wearing like a hat. Like a ball cap. Okay. Uh, with an American flag on it. Okay. Um, was it combed nicely? I guess it was. It was? Okay. W- was she dressed nicely? Like, more nicely than you? Because uh, you told me 
beforehand that you were going to go and get ready. You had to like, yeah, I got a haircut. Your beard, got yeah, your haircut. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did at least the effort match on the other side? I guess so. I just wore like jeans and a clean like single color t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, she wore like jeans and like a shirt with like a jacket over it. What kind of jacket? Uh, denim, I think. Yeah. A denim jacket. Okay, so it's a casual atmosphere at the bar. Yeah. She comes in. Did it look clean? All of her stuff looked clean? Like, did she look well put together? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So then you get there, and then she's already a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. Was she faking? Was she what? Was she faking? Faking being tipsy? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. How many drinks did you guys have at the first bar? Together. You and her both had drinks, right? It wasn't just you having drinks and then her having no, drinks. No, no. So we each did two shots. And keep in mind, I don't know what she's done before, right? So yeah. we each had two shots. And then I think I got a beer or something. And I think maybe she just... Did she have a mixed drink? She did have a mixed drink. I don't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, and then after that, we went to get food because we were hungry. Yeah. We realized we shouldn't be drinking on an empty stomach, you know. Okay. So at the at the first place that you guys went and you're ordering the drinks and stuff, how far apart are you guys when you're having the drinks? Are you like this far apart where I'm sitting next to you? We're sitting at the bar. Uh, or is there like a, a bigger space in between where the bartender's got to go like one here and then one over here? No, it's not like we're like apart. No, no. We're uh, like this close? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Does she do any kind of motions to like hand touching? I think so. Okay. 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 Yeah, definitely yes. Okay, so then you... How did... At that time, it probably made you be like, this is... This is awkward, but at the same time, this is kind of nice, right? Right. So then, you guys go to the other bar. Did y'all have more drinks? You had more drinks there too, right? I think I just had a beer. Uh, Did she have a drink? She probably did. And to make sure, this was the bar now where the Asian people were, Asian girls no, were. No, no, the first bar was where. Okay, so you guys came back and then that's we where the back line to the first bar, yeah. And then the two Asian girls, did she, yeah. she didn't know them, right? No, she got one of their numbers. That was funny. Okay. Um, they were just there on a Friday night. So I'm going along with the story. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm formulating. Or Saturday night. It was Saturday night, yeah. I'm formulating an opinion based on your story. Okay. Right? All right, so you get back, you take the picture with the girls. Does she show you the picture? Yeah. On the phone? Mm-hmm. What did you say? I was like, okay, that's nice. I don't really remember having a reaction. I was like, cool, good picture or something. I don't know. And then shortly after, the other guys come. Yeah. And then After we go back to that bar, yeah. After are, eating, yeah. Are the two guys gay? No. <laughs> no? Okay. The one guy gives me his mixtape. I left that out. That was odd. He's like, do you have a CD player? I'm like, yeah. I don't have a CD player in my car, but whatever. So he gives me this uh, CD. <laughs> I actually have it in my car right now. Really? Yeah, I didn't throw it away. I was going to well, throw it away. Uh, that, it, whatever the song is, I want to hear it. It's a white, ra- white guy, white rapper. Number two, we're going to listen to it before we leave, and I bet you... The picture of him with like a big fur coat on the cover, like with the fucking ruffles or whatever it's called. I cannot wait to hear this thing. I... I I, I definitely can wait. <laughs> it might become our new intro song, dude. <laughs> Please, God, no. All right. Uh, 
So then the, the guys come. What's the conversation like with her and them and you? Where like is it those two guys hanging out with her and then you're off to the side? Or now it's like you two together. So we're situated weird because we're on the patio, right? So I'm sitting next to her and across from us is this other group we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And then behind us, they're sitting. But we're all like talking amongst ourselves, including the people we don't know, right? Yeah. Because you know, people get chatty when they get it's like a al- picnic bench? when they get alcohol in them, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's like a picnic bench. Yeah, it's a patio, so yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So that that is only a free spot to sit, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And, you know, the guy came, you know, last call and all that stuff. And so when you guys left to go to the strip club now, oh, did I, she ride with you or did she, she ride with me? Yeah, she rode with me. What was the conversation like in the car? It was mainly, where is this place? Like, because I had to put in my phone, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, questions about the place. Um, I've never heard of an after-hours adult club, mm-hmm. so in my back of my mind, I was like, I don't know, you know, this place could be pretty trashy, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, it could not be a good part of the neighborhood. Yeah, so and it really wasn't. It was off of like 45, like North Houston somewhere. Rankin? It wasn't Rankin, no. I don't think it was Rankin. Okay. So it, the, anyways, um, oh, go on, sorry. So you guys get there, and then once you get there, you're like, all right, fucking, I'm going to buy everybody's cover. You guys Oh, get I'm in. leaving out part of the story. When I got, so that first bar when I met her, right? She introduced me to the door guy. Introducing me to the bartender. What do you mean she introduced you to the door guy? Door guy. She knows the door guy. I don't know. The guy that checks IDs. I guess she's a regular at this bar. I don't know. Okay. So, two things I left out. Uh, one was a random guy came up to me and was like, uh, you know, what did he say? I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it. Hey, is that your girl? No, he was like, uh, hey man, don't, you know, like, she's not what you think she is. She's not worth it or something like that. Like, you know, be careful. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, Some so, stranger? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for looking out, you know. Maybe he liked her. I don't know. And uh, then we were playing darts. I didn't, I left that out. We were playing darts and this other guy, this, uh, I don't know, goofy white kid was like trying to talk to her. And I'm like right there, you know, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you try and talk to her, and I'm like, who's that? And she's like, oh, this is this guy. He's been trying to talk to me for years, you know, and all this stuff. And I find him really annoying, and, you know, don't worry about him. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I was like, why would this random person just... It wasn't the same guy, by the way. If somebody else just randomly told me that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, basically just to uh, be careful, and that she's not worth it or not. I forget exactly how he phrased it. But basically, like, she's bad news, basically. Um, anyways, go on with your question. So we're at the strip club. So at the strip club, and then you said that she was booty dancing with the guys at the bar. And then did, she, did you say that she was trying to get drinks for you guys? That's what she claimed to be later. But, I mean, she was, like, away from us, right? Because I was with her friend and his friend, right, at the bar just hanging out. Yeah. And that was around the time I was getting really pissed because, like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm telling them stuff. I think I was texting you stuff. I was like, the hell is she doing, man? This is stupid. Like, I just want to go home. It's late. I got to drive back to Katie. 
and I'm watching my date, like, you know, go from table to table, shaking her ass. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You know, like, yeah. Like, like what am I trying to do? Um, but, uh, yeah. Jeez. So afterwards, did you ask her? It's like, hey, that was definitely the weirdest first date that I've ever been no, on. No, I didn't bring it up. Really? Mm-hmm. And I know she's dating around because, well, I'll bring this up later, but we went out again after, like, uh, another day. Yeah, how was that? Uh, Have you mentally checked out at this point? Now you're just going into it with... Not yet. Waiting for an explanation. So I've hung out with her three times, right? Okay. Um, The second time we hung out... I met her friend and her friend's mom. Female friend? Yeah, female friend and her friend's mom. Okay. And her friend's a cop. And um, she was like, oh yeah, she's really cool. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. And anyway, she brings her mom and like her mom has cancer. And I'm like, and she's wearing like one of those caps, you know, that you wear when you don't have hair. like Shower cap? Yeah, I don't know. And she's like, She's not looking too good, man. She's really old. And I'm like, man, this is so depressing. Like, you know, I feel so bad for this lady. But um, I think I even told her that. She's like, oh, well, you know, if she's just left, enjoying the time she has left, I'm like, I guess. But shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was we played darts uh, again because she likes to play darts. So we were hanging out at this one bar. And then we go to another bar. It's the same two bars, by the way. Um, we got food. We we got food. Yeah, we played darts and went to another bar, and uh, she's starting to really feel the drinks right now again. So like this is again, she's like trashed basically, and she's doing the same thing. She's like shaking her ass on other guys. I see her talking to this black dude at the bar for a long time, and I thought she was getting his number, uh, which I thought was fucked up. You know, it was supposed to be like a date, you know, mm-hmm. second date. Uh, but I was like, well, you know, maybe I miss her or whatever. And besides, I never actually asked, like, can we go steady or whatever, right? So, like, she's dating around or whatever. Um, but, uh, anyway, so she disappears in the bathroom for a while. I'm like, where the fuck is she, man? I need to go home. Because it was a, it was a, uh, it was a Monday night, right? I don't go out Mondays. She wanted to hang out. And I'm like, I gotta work, you know, and grab that Katie. So, she's in the bathroom. I don't know if she's getting sick or what she's doing, right? Her friend checks on her and then it comes back. She's like, oh, she's okay. I'm like, oh, okay, well, she come out anytime soon, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I'm not her babysitter. I'm like, oh. Your friend, her friend said that? Yeah, I'm like, okay, but I mean, I can't go in there. And then uh, her friend's mom goes, well, I fucking can't. <laughs> she's like, she, and her friend's mom was like talking to me like for a while, like about like, Spending money on women, and you know, you seem like a nice guy. You shouldn't be having to spend this money on her, and you know, she's trying to tell me not to see her again, basically. The mom is. Yeah. And yeah, because you're a nice guy. And yeah. I think when people meet you, for and, the first time, uh, that's the impression you give them. You know, she's like, oh, I'm gonna drag her fucking ass out of here. I don't give a shit. So she she goes and she gets her, and, <laughs> and then we like, don't she go dying on me. Then we drive her home, right? I drive her home, and right when we get home, she's like, Babe, I want Waterburger. And I tell her no. I tell her no, right? Because like I need to get home. It's a work. Uh, it's a work. Uh, work night, you know. It's a, it's a Monday night. So I tell her no, and she goes. 
you're the first one that's ever put me on a budget before. That's what she tells me. I'm like, that's interesting. Uh, if I leave. And then I met her again. This time it wasn't set up that we would meet. It was just, I wanted to go hang out at this bar again because I liked the bar and I knew she would probably end up in the area, right? Yeah. So I go to the bar and I text her. I'm like, hey, I'm just hanging out at the bar if you want to drop by. So she was on a date with another guy. <laughs> she drops by and she starts sitting by me and we're talking. And I guess a date got mad, right? So we were at this other bar and we were, uh, I wasn't like hugging on her or like kissing her or anything. It was just like we were talking, right? And I guess a date got mad. And I'm like, hey, I don't want to interrupt your date if you got to be with him. It's funny. She's like, no, no, he's fucking boring. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so she chose you over the other yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, so okay, whatever. Boring, so the guy walked by to leave, and I guess he told her some shit, and then he like jabbed me in the ribs kind of hard. And I was like, whatever. I'm not. Snooze, you lose. I'm like, it's not worth even getting into a fight over, right? Because, first of all, I don't even know if I like this girl that much, anyways, but. Um, huh. Yeah. So she comes to hang out and with I don't, you. And I don't initiate contact with her anymore. She'll text me every now and then, how am I doing? But uh, I don't know, you know? You never look for closure. You know what I mean? Like, you never want to find the story. Like, what's going on here? I do sometimes, but the problem with looking for closure is it can be very confrontational sometimes. So, like, I think something's going on with her. I don't know what it is. Uh... I don't know if it's drugs or, or what the deal is or, um, you know. Some personal problem she was telling to get away from. She was telling me about her, the friend that hung out and went to the strip club with us. Like, oh yeah, that's my friend. I'm like, oh, how do you know him? Yeah. And it wasn't even like a story, like a, it was more like he was a stranger and I just met him randomly at a bar and we just started talking and hanging out. That's pretty much I guess some friendships develop like that, but it was, uh, I don't know. Well, let's be honest, right? When we go to the bar and there's a girl there, what is our intention by talking to this girl? I think that's your answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's their answer too. I mean, it's gotta be the, the it's gotta be a reason why they're there. I don't know, man. For me, I, I, I have so many questions, <laughs> so many so many questions about what to do in that situation. And you told her no in the Whataburger. Yeah. <clears throat> you were just like, ah, no, the money train stops here. I'm not going to fucking Whataburger, dude. I'm going to home. I'm sleep. Have you guys tried to do anything else since then or anything no. else that's not mm-hmm. at a bar? Mm-hmm. That's, I would find that really interesting. She wanted to hang out last week and I told her I was fishing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I was fishing. So then I went on another date on Match.com and I met Match with this one girl who lives in Sugarland. Uh, this Asian chick, uh, she's closer to my age. I think the, the other girl that from the other store was younger. I think she's uh, what did her profile say? Thirty four maybe. Mm-hmm. Younger, right? So this other girl, she's like my age. I think thirty nine or thirty eight maybe. Uh, she's. Um, she said she's lived here for over 10 years in Sugarland. Um, her English is really well. It's not like fobbish or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's really smart. She seems really smart. We met at a Starbucks. It was a coffee date, right? So we got, made her at Starbucks and she's got like a book out. She's reading a book, you know, 
I'm like, oh, that's quite different than my last days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this other girl can even read. But, um, yeah, so, um, you know, we were talking, and I was asking, with her, in that short amount of time with her, we had more, like, conversations and questions about, like, uh, what do you do? What do you like to do for fun? What are you looking for in a relationship? Stuff like that. Like right? a typical first date. Yeah. It was wow. more, uh, yeah, like a job interview sort of, right? Um, she's really nice. Uh, she works at a non-profit, she said. Um, she's got a graduate degree. Uh, I think she does... She told me what she did at the non-profit. Now I can't remember. But it's for some international um, company that works with farmers. Um, I think she said it was... Um, I don't even remember what, what the crop was. It was some crop, corn, rice, I don't remember. Uh, some co- international company she works with and they have like... So she's traveled around the world quite a bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, uh, yeah, you know, I've lived in Sugarland for over 10 years and I feel like it's my home and all this stuff. And um, I'm going to be moving back in, um, to Sugarland like end of the year, you know. My uh, parents are giving me the house for a little bit. So um, it's like polar opposite, right? So this girl is like very quiet, reserved, Just um, much more like um, uh, somebody that's much more like wife material, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember like when we were talking before you went on the other date. It was like this girl. is a very typical first date. This is like the you ask a lot of questions. Yeah. What do you do? And then they ask you, what do you do? And then it just kind of springboards from there. Oh, you like to skydive? Well, I do too. Wow. Maybe we should go skydiving on our next date. <laughs> right. Like that's how it's supposed to grow organically. Yeah. Which one did you prefer at first date wise? The other one or this one? I mean, I had more fun with the first girl, but, but, but it was just wild. You know, yeah. it was like more fun, but like, uh, they were both, I mean, the second one was just a coffee thing, so I guess it was kind of boring. But I mean, we talked for a while. Uh, I met her at ten, and I think uh, ten a.m. Yeah, and I think uh, left Starbucks around eleven thirty. You know. Yeah. I started thinking about getting lunch, so. You didn't take her to lunch. No. Um, I had to get back and do some stuff, and she had to do some stuff too. She lives in. Uh, and uh, Telfair, my new territory. Oh, wow, that's a nice area. Yeah, it's a really nice area. Hmm. Um, so is there going to be a continuation on that one? I think so. I don't know when, but probably. Man, you've got the best setups, man. <laughs> I guess. That's, those are like... What was your first date like with uh, Rashawn? Polar opposites. My first date with her? She said you didn't say shit. You just sat there. It was like a four-hour episode of me not talking. <laughs> uh, let's see. So You don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. I, I don't mind. It was, okay. it was a nice time. Uh, it's so unlike you. So this is like my 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 gym days, all right? So I yeah. go to the gym and I work out really hard because I, I feel better when I do. 
Like whatever nerves. You had that adrenaline had. going through your system. I had the adrenaline. Like the adrenaline happens during the workout. Post workout, it's like real calm, real oh, okay. quiet. You feel very clean because I shower at the gym too. You know, you sweat and you do all that stuff and then you shower or whatever. So I felt like this is the perfect setup to go for a day. It's like the best I'm gonna look in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use a go between, mm-hmm. which is a, a very typical Indian thing. But the go-between is a family friend of mine. It's actually her cousin. And then we go to eat sushi. So I, I'm All not, three? All three of us, yeah. That's like how we got introduced. Right? Interesting. It's like a pseudo-date. Uh, this is like a... Uh, I'll go on. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Go on. And uh, so I get there. I, I think I'm the first one there, and then they're, they're coming up later. Uh, so I want to get the table, make sure that we get a good spot. I'm trying to set, like, take care of everything. Make sure everything's good, and then we get a table, and it's like not how I planned because the place was packed. It's like, shit. Who who is this go between person? Is this somebody you know or she knows? Yeah, it's definitely it's her cousin. Oh, it's her cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and so we get there, and at least I get there, and I get the table, and I'm waiting for them. I'm like, hey, it's right here. So they come and they sit down, and now they're sitting across from me from the table. Almost like she's an interpreter or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like a normal thing in Indian culture. It's called, first yeah, date? it's called, a, it's a not, not for a first date, no. Oh. It was just because I knew I liked her. Yeah. And then I knew that she knew her. Mm-hmm. And then me and her cousin actually grew up hanging out together. Okay. But not like every day. It was right. like whenever, whenever the families got together, we would get together too. So I was like, oh, so I know her. It's like, oh, great. A commonality. Let me use that. So we get there. She's sitting over there, and then she's sitting over there, and I'm only directing anything that I want to ask. Pinks, I'm, I'm directing it to her, to to her cousin, and then her cousin would ask her again. Oh man, that's so. And awkward. it's like they're right across the table, and it's just only because I was like, I, I couldn't even look at her to say anything. I would hate that. God, that's so awkward. Well, it was awkward too, and, and then what was the most awkward is I never she would say something. And you wouldn't respond? And I wouldn't look at her. I would, I would say it back to the, the cousin. Oh. And, I mean, I was just struck. I don't know what you call that. Like Love struck? Yeah. And I was just like, man, if I say anything, I'm going to mess it up. I, I don't want to mess it up. Let me figure out. I know. know. I've been there before. And I was just like, wow. All right. Well, apparently that worked. So imagine now we're eating, we're hanging out, yeah. we're talking. I'm like talking to my... My basically my family friend the entire time. Yeah. I didn't say anything to her. And I was like, oh man, I had such a good time. <laughs> we gotta do this again. <laughs> um and then she's like, yeah, maybe this next time we'll go uh by ourselves. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Whose idea was it to use the go between? Uh, I think it was hers. Okay. So like she, she just so she feels safe? She didn't know who I was and then yeah. She put in a good word for me because I'm not a bad guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's how it, it happened. I think she brought her as just a comfort. I didn't mean it to sound like you were a bad guy, but I mean, like, it's somebody that she doesn't know, right? So. Yeah, somebody she doesn't know, and she's like, oh, let me bring back up in case I need to leave, or just like, you know, he tries to steal me or something. Because she's, she's little, you know, she's yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and she's like, okay, well, cool. So then, um, the next time, mm-hmm. uh, we get to go out. It's in town center. Okay. You know, basically yeah, yeah, the same yeah. area. And um, we go, and I invite her to go eat, and I ask her, like, which place do you want to go? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on lunch break from work. Okay. 
Yeah, I remember you work nearby. Yeah, so it, it's like, okay, let's meet up. Let's go for lunch. So she meets me up, and we go to Masala Walk, which is like an Asian yeah, Indian fusion place. I've been there place. before, yeah. It's pretty good. It's okay, yeah. And uh, so we sit down, we eat, and then we just kind of walk around town center okay. for a long time. Mm. And then I text my boss. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to come You're back. You're on Oh, okay. I'm not going back. <laughs> oh, jeez. So uh, we didn't... We didn't. So we all really hit it off. Yeah, we hit it off. Just like on the second day, and then after that, it's just it's history now. Mm. Uh, sometimes I still hang out with her, and and I feel like we're just way back where we were, just still walking around. And when we go walk around in the neighborhood here, without using names, is this intermediary? Yeah, can you say that? Intermediary. Yeah. Is this intermediary the one that's doing the nails right now with your wife? No. Oh, somewhere else. No, no, no. That was... So, if you remember, Colin had a uh, Halloween party. I remember. Yeah, that was the day that the, the, my very first... I remember. ...meeting of, with her. And my very first encounter. That. Yeah, I remember that. And then, like, they, it was basically either they drive away or they don't. And they decided to turn back and come for the party. And ever since then, it was just like, hey, man, hmm. it's awesome. Awesome. Those are some good stories. I've got another one if you want, you got some time for it. Uh, what are we at? An hour 20? Yeah, we got time. I only have two more topics, so... So... If you want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably going to get me in trouble, mm. but I'll do it anyway. Think about this before you talk about it. All right. Well, we'll leave it for another time. Maybe it'll come up again. We'll okay. Go, go and get uh, more people. In Fair this enough. One. This other topic uh, was actually uh, brought up by Mick Direk, who is absent today. Uh, and we can go over it again maybe when he's on, um, just briefly, just to get his side of view, point of view. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, switching gears here, uh, single player versus multiplayer video games. So, I always grew up before multiplayer was even a thing, you know, you just played, you know, computer opponents, I play Madden, I'm playing the AI, I'm playing... I was big in the sports game, so I'm always playing the computer anyway, so I'm used to single-player games. Um, uh, me being kind of by myself most of my life as a single child, uh, I'm used to single-player games, I guess, right? Um, only time I ever played multiplayer games was when I had a friend, <laughs> friend over who played like Mario Kart or something. Man, that really spiked the sound. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to kill these damn things. The fruit flies are everywhere. <laughs> but uh, so I grew up on single player, and but now most like top games that are out there are not single player games. They're mainly multiplayer games. And the challenge with that is you always have to balance the game. You have to, uh, you know, make sure. It, Mainly shooters, but you have, you have to balance it. You, you can't have one character be overpowered over everyone else, or uh, one map have like a glitch or something that people can take advantage of. There's a yeah. lot more issues and challenges with multiplayer games, banning cheaters, um, stuff like that. Uh, I I think I, well, I grew up single player, but I kind of prefer multiplayer now because like, Single player, I still play some stuff single player, but I, I feel like I can play that anytime. It doesn't matter, right? Multiplayer, you get more of like a thrill, you know, like, oh, I just, um, you know, no scope that guy or something, or man, I just, you know, 
clutch that last kill or I clutch that map or yeah um, whatever it is and right now the big thing is the the battle royale games like Fortnite uh, PUBG uh, PUBG uh, you got Warzone Call of Duty Apex Apex you have a whole bunch of battle royale type games with a ring that shrinks um, and um, those are fast paced games and they're a lot of fun so um I know recently Battlefield came out with a trailer for their new game that's coming out in October, I think. Um, so it's not working. No, nah, it's not. But um, I saw the trailer. I really wasn't impressed. Um, we have some mutual friends that are like really big into Battlefield. Um, They're probably going to get it on PC, but... Um, Honestly, I Battlefield 5 like on PC and I have it on my PlayStation because it was one of the free games and I rarely play it. Like, I used to be really into Battlefield, but now I'm more about like the quick the quick action games, like the Battle Royale type game or like uh, um, just regular Call of Duty multiplayer where you're on small maps. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's no... Getting into a tank and driving like twenty miles east to get point A or something, you know, is is the action's right there. So and then dying and having to go all the way back again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think both types of games have their own merits, and you know, there's only so much abuse you can take from a twelve year old that says they fucked your mom on Call of Duty. <laughs> when uh, you know, all right, maybe time to go back to single player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I really used to like single player games because growing up you didn't have the online multiplayer you know so that's what yeah we that was a new thing to. like came up yeah and then I never really got much into PC gaming I've always been an Xbox guy Halo was your main yeah I played Halo a lot yeah that's actually how I met our friend Dan in Boston yeah and uh so we, we played Halo a lot and then when he was saying that he was going to get a new game I would get the new game too because mm-hmm. The reason why I liked it was this multiplayer experience. You're playing live people. Yeah. So it's not like scripted. You don't know what they're going to do, but then mm-hmm. you start to learn human tendency and all that. And I, that's what I really enjoyed. It's like they're going to pop out at the start of the match right here. And I'm going <laughs> to dumb them in the face. And then as soon as they come up, boom, you hit them in the face. And then you're like, oh, man, I aimed too high. I hit him in the spike on his helmet. It doesn't, it doesn't kill him. Oh, and it's not in the hitbox. So yeah. it misses. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost it's almost a time where it was like not YouTube yet uh, when yeah, the movies came out before all the streaming yeah. yeah before all the live streaming so what you're learning is what you've got it, mm-hmm. like, there might be some word documents or some you know some articles online but there was no live stream of anybody playing or some re- right. pre-recorded session so you're just kind of googling and trying to figure things out like what's the bubble shield do what's the cool thing to do about it and then you do it on your own well I like that I, I think that I never played the story mode for Halo. Mm-hmm. I've only played custom games and doubles with Dan. Well, now that I play these other single player games, mm-hmm. sometimes you get stuck. You, there's another level to it. You get stuck playing with the same team, so you guys always have the same problems. Right, because you know each other's weaknesses. Yeah. Or stre- strengths. Yeah. So then when you play with other people, you, you're not able to play you're not able to rely on them sometimes and then you have to play differently you can't you can't camp the whole game knowing that 
the rest of your team is just going to go out there and die. Like, so now you have to get up and try to get some kills to stay positive, number one, and then number two, win the game. So it forced me to play a different style, and then I became like a mercenary. I love to rush. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's so much fun, and then like I I never really camped. Um, yeah. So I, I got back into the single player games when my son was born because you know now I have to have something for him to play, mm-hmm. and he's watching the story unfold. When you're playing multiplayer games, it's not much of a story. Mm-hmm. It's just you know kill the other team and then investigate the map really <laughs> we're taking blue flag let's go yeah <laughs> he's not gonna get it so like, to get him engaged you gotta have the story mm-hmm. and what's really interesting right is that people just love stories yeah and I didn't realize I, I've been reading this book it's called uh, seven stories every salesman should know mm-hmm. right so recently I've been introduced into sales and that's what I've been doing so I've been trying to become a better at it and, and, and learn to talk and learn how to uh, relate to people and you know things like that but what I never really liked was fake interest like when you get these solar calls or Medicare oh, calls yeah. or yeah. Uh, you know the telemarketers it's like hey is someone is the owner of the household <laughs> yes like so robotic well you know? yes he is but he doesn't want to talk to you because your name is not John yeah. okay I know your name is not John hello my name is John <laughs> uh, come on man just tell me your name yeah, uh, it's not it's not gonna work anyway. So, in in there he's telling them like there's different kinds of stories, and if you become familiar with talking about them, it's just so great. And I'm realizing it's the truth because when you're a kid, you read all kinds of stories, you learn what happens about a character, mm-hmm. you know, Odysseus, Homer, all these guys. You you learn about their their adventures, and then mm-hmm. you want to experience the same thing. You play Rayman Legends. Mm-hmm. It's a single player game. And then, like, you figure out the story. Once you beat the story, you feel complete. It's finished, you know? Like, I beat this one, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I beat that, and I was like, oh, man, I feel complete. But every day I was going to work, I I was like, man, I've got to beat this game because (laughs) the turmoil in the story is unfinished. The story is unfinished. Unresolved, yeah. Yeah. You have to resolve this. When you play multiplayer, it's not much of a story. And, like, sometimes there's co-op. You can, like, you go through and investigate things yourself, but... I, I just, I just, like you said, you know, sometimes you shift back. It may not be the 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, sometimes you, you need to change your pace and you pick up a different type of game. Or I know sometimes I was getting on and I just don't have the reflexes. I'm just getting my ass fucking creamed mm-hmm. map after map after map. So I'm just like, I'm just going to join myself doing something else, you know? Yeah. Uh, I can only take so many losses. I've got to shift gears here. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm gonna go play checkers by myself. I mean, I'm not overly competitive, but I'm not gonna like just sit here and get wiped every time, you know. Yeah. And complain about matchmaking on the forums. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hackers. Yeah. Wall hack. Lag switches. Lag switch. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I I've fallen out of the games. I think just recently because we've had so many family events going on. Yeah. I haven't really found it. I renewed my Xbox Live subscription. Oh, you I haven't did? played that damn thing for like six months now. Mm. So, I still, it's kind of a waste, but I'd like to get the new Xbox and the new PlayStation here pretty soon. I have both, but that's mainly because I'm single. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I can afford to buy one. Yeah. I just really haven't had the zeal to like go buy it. Mm-hmm. And get games and... It's funny, right? Because I have both next-gen systems, right? And I don't even have a 4K TV. I've got, like, my HD, whatever, uh, Vizio, I guess. It's yeah. a Vizio 1080p. 
not even 4K. Like these games could be looking better, you know. So now I'm saving up for a TV to take advantage of the technology. And a lot of times, well, actually, this one moment in particular stands out in my mind. So when I got both systems, I'm sitting there, and um, this is gonna sound kind of sad, I guess, but I don't care. Um, I'm sitting there in my apartment. I live alone, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at both systems all set up, you know. And I even have the switch, you know. I have that switch set up and I have the TV. I'm just sitting there on my couch by myself and I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to go deep here, but <laughs> I thought, like, you know, after I get these systems, I would be like really, really happy and, like, you know, you know, I would just be like on top of the world and I'm sitting here and like, I don't even want to look at them right now. Like, it's not making me happy at all. And I just felt like so alone in that moment. Like, I'm just sitting there looking at stuff I wasted my money on. And I didn't even want to play any games. Like, I got both systems. I could play uh, games I've downloaded in my digital library, or I have a couple physical copies. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I just felt so fucking miserable. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, Am I too old to play video games? Like, have I got to that stage in life where it's just like, I'm realizing there's more out there, but I don't know. It's definitely not that you're too old for those. Um, I, I read 90% of the Best Buy reviews are from people that are your age and older. Hmm, that's interesting. Because what teenager is going to leave a review, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, right? And uh, like they're like, I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it, but I enjoyed it. And then now it's just kind of... Sick. And that's not to say I'm not getting enjoyment out of them. I've played both and I've played a couple games on, on both systems. So I am getting enjoyment out of it. But I know like, for instance, this week at work uh, has been really kind of stressful for me. It's super busy for sure because I'm filling in for somebody on vacation. So I'm getting more emails. I'm getting having to do take on more tasks. Um, and when I'm getting home, I'm just spent. I don't want to play any games. I don't want anything interactive. I just want to watch a movie, watch Netflix, watch something, you know? Yeah, like, not think. Yeah. Yeah, I've been So, there. yeah, and I'm just, you know, watching, I don't know, Shears or something. What am I watching? Episodes on Netflix. That's a pretty good show, but, um, yeah, so this whole week has been like that. And every time I get home, I'm like, oh, man, because during the day I was looking at my, you know, Reddit, and I'm in the subreddit for Apex Legends and I'm like oh right, I'm getting all hype about playing the game I get home and I cook my dinner or whatever and I'm like I don't even fuck I want to play Apex Legends right now I just want to relax and do nothing and watch TV yeah watch a movie I told you I finally watched Weekend at Bernie's yeah it's a crazy movie yeah the movie is weird man the movie I, sucks man you know which one's better hmm. Animal House is better mm. uh like all of these, all the college movies. I bought that and I haven't watched it yet. Still, really? Yeah, I have it on my, have it on my digital library. My favorite, eight, uh, around that era movie is Revenge of the Nerds. All I've of the seen Revenge that. Of the, I love. I don't that know if I've seen all of them, but <laughs> those are funny. I love it. Dude. I think really it's funny. the best thing. <laughs> and I, I, I still think about it to this day because. I work at a tech company and yeah. we're like we're all a bunch of nerds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like today I painted my office. I painted my office and then uh, you painted your office? Yeah, I, a lot of other guys, a lot of other people in the office, right? Don't realize like what it's for, but we're transitioning from virtual back into the office. Right, and physical. Yeah. So they want you to feel at home. They want you to feel like it's yours and it belongs. And they're like, oh, well, we'll invite everybody to come and paint. So I painted my. My whiteboard. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, put a little design. I love walls like that, and I know this is great audio content, but <laughs> he showed me a picture of like a wall with a whiteboard in the middle that's part of the wall. That's awesome. That's actually painted on there. Oh, it's painted the on there. Yeah, Interesting. They, there's like a white... I thought it was like embedded in the wall. No, I wish it was like that. Mm. I wish it was an actual whiteboard. It's this paint, and then the wall's textured like an orange peel paint. Mm -hmm. So when you put that on there, it's it dries smooth. And... But the wall's textured, so when you draw, some of the stuff doesn't erase. And if you like zoom in, you can still see like the old stuff's there. And that no no uh, whatever they call it, no expo cleaner or anything like that's mm -hmm. gonna take that off. You just gotta like I spray spray bleach on there and wipe it off. Wow. So my, my office will smell like bleach for a little while. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did this do one. Do what you gotta do. That's pretty cool though. I like that look. Yeah, it didn't take very long. I just Are you I still going in three days a week? Three days a week, yeah. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. It's rough, huh? Um, you have quite a commute. It's it's a long commute. It's at least thirty five minutes each time, uh, each time like each way. So I'm spending about three hours. You no. know, you know, my first job. Well, not my first job, but when I started at the company I'm at now, I was living in Sugarland, and I drove all the way up to two forty nine by nineteen sixty. Yeah. It would take me forty five minutes. You know. Yeah. I take two, well, like the back then, two ninety was not what it is now. Yeah. But man, when I hit two ninety, I you know I drive fast already. Yeah. So, damn, we missed it. Fuck. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like when it comes time like that Honda. I'm thinking I'm wearing out that six cylinder. I am, think so. I'm telling you, I am burning when it comes to mm. going to the office. I try to as fast as I can go. I, I put it at one twenty. Tuesday on Tuesday, yeah, wow. I went one twenty, and the thing is like it's the governor turns on 120, yeah. 120, 125 and it turns on, yeah, and then I was just like, oh well, I'll keep going. Man, I'm blazing, dude. When I yeah, try to get there in the shortest amount of time, because I have a small window from when I wake up to the time that I get to the office. Mm -hmm. There's a, a window in there that if I leave between, I think this is the window. If I leave between seven and eight. Mm -hmm. You would think that it'd be worse, right? I would think so, yeah. If I leave between 7 o'clock and 7.30, that's the worst. If I leave at 7.30, I can get there before that person. Interesting. Because it... Okay. Because there's just so much traffic it's that around backed that up, yeah. It's backed up, yeah. It's backed up, but it's moving because I take the tollway. And then I leave at 7.30 and I can get there by 8.20. Hmm. Which is... That's pretty good comparing, you know, what's going on with all of the uh, traffic. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll just go at 5 o'clock in the morning. So the first few weeks, or first two weeks I did it, I went 5 o'clock in the morning. No traffic. It was blazing all the way down. And then I'd get there, and I'd just do so much work. And I don't think my boss is realizing that he assigned something, and I finish it the next day. Or I finish it the same day, and then I'm ready for something else. Right. And then because I'm in a new position, I've got to, I'm doing, my, my role is to provide for the company. Right. Right. So it's, it's a little different than what I was doing before where I would have busy work or I'd have like tech things to do. Right. right. Now I, I try to stay away from the tech stuff, but it, it keeps drawing me back in. Yeah. And uh, so I've got a few meetings coming up next week that are going to challenge me, but I think I'm ready for it. A lot of the other people that we used to hire were completely green and it would take them a little while to get ready. Hmm. I'm ready, man. So let me ask you this, Smash. Um, now, this is a uh, topic that may get a little uh, 
testy, but um, so just recently, um, the Biden administration, well, not the administration, let me rephrase that, Congress passed um, making Juneteenth a holiday. And uh, Juneteenth, for those of you who are not in the know, is when the slaves were officially freed after the uh, Gettysburg Address, I believe. Or no, the after, sorry, no, after the Emancipation Proclamation from Lincoln. So it took a while back in the day for news to get down to the South because there's no Twitter, you know. Uh, <laughs> there's no internet, obviously. We're free! Yeah, so it took a while, right? So Juneteenth was the official day when slaves were freed in the South. And it's always, it's always been a holiday, but it's always been one of those, you know, it's like Columbus Day. Nobody knows what's going on other than it's called Columbus Day, right? Juneteenth, who, who the hell knows, right? But now it's, now it's being taught more in schools because, you know, everybody's uh, woke, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> I gotta be careful here. <laughs> um, look, all I'm gonna say is this. I think it's, it's high time that it became a federal holiday because they already have Martin Luther King Day, right? So we need another, we need another holiday to mark the official ending of slavery, which was a black mark on the nation's history. But let's, let's be and, and to, to move on... Oh, huh? Is MLK Day a federal holiday? It's a federal holiday, yeah. It's not... Banks aren't closed? Yeah, they are. Really? I think so. We're so, not off. Are you sure? Yeah, we're not off for MLK Day, no. We're not I, off for Columbus I, Day either. I think MLK is federal, I believe. I'm going to find out. Shit. Look it up, I, I'm, Finish your thought, though. Okay, so... Anyways, um... Moving on from that, there's only so many federal holidays, right, where everything's uh, government offices are closed, right? The big ones, obviously, Christmas, uh, New Year's, Thanksgiving, stuff like that, Fourth of July. But then there's other holidays, right? Like President's Day, I think, is one, maybe. Um, I had, had a conversation with a coworker this week because I think Monday was Flag Day, and he was like, because uh, we were both trying to figure out why our paycheck didn't clear in the bank. <laughs> And we find out, oh, banks are closed because it's Flag Day. And my coworker Eddie, he was like, "What the fuck is Flag Day?" Wait, that was this week. Yeah. That's why. See. Flag Day. We, we were trying to figure out the same thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Why the fuck wasn't my check mm-hmm. deposited?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna be that guy to check." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just didn't say anything. Nah, I was waiting for my money too, man. <laughs> Shit, dude. But yeah, it was Flag Day, and he was like, "What the fuck is Flag Day?" And it got me thinking, like, I have no fucking idea. So I went on Wikipedia or Googled that shit, and it was, like, something by Woodrow Wilson declared a day in 1910 to honor the flag. And it had nothing to do with Betsy Ross? It had nothing to do with Betsy Ross. I know people say that, but it had nothing to do with Betsy Ross. It was just a day to honor the flag, right? But it's, like, that's kind of, uh, what's the word uh, I'm looking for? It's kind of, I don't want to say stupid to have, but it's... It mixes, it blends with Independence Day, right? Because Independence Day, everybody has their flags out and they're like, we're an independent country, it's 4th of July. So why bother having Flag Day if you have Independence Day like less than a month away, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of days like that, right? Like uh, there's a huge movement right now to ban Columbus Day or to call it Indigenous People's Day or something because of the mistreatment of uh, the Native uh, Americans. But I mean like, I don't know. I, I don't know how far down this rabbit hole I want to go, but I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on federal holidays in general. A lot of people say uh, election day should be a federal holiday so people can not work and go out to vote, you know, and do their, you know, democratic right or whatever. 
Um, other people I, I know say the day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday, federal holiday, because everyone's hungover from parties. Uh, um, hmm. I don't know. There, there's there's a wide range of thoughts here because, like, obviously, I think America as a country has one of the least amount of federal holiday, or as far as like uh, country holidays compared to other countries, especially Europe. Like, I've my dad would tell me stories like he'd go over to France, you know, and like the whole plant's closed because they're on fucking holiday, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know Bastille Day or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what all French holidays are, are, but you know, Americans are notoriously known to be hard workers to a fault, where like they don't take that much vacation um, in general. Just generally speaking, I'm not saying everybody doesn't take vacation, but just generally speaking, their that whole American work ethic is supposed to be like you know, start from nothing, get a great job, get married work your way up the corporate ladder capitalism yeah um so I, I just I mean I just thought it would be a good topic to talk about I think Juneteenth needs to be a holiday I'm glad it's a holiday but I'm also ambivalent towards the idea of having so many holidays like so many and I think they're I googled it I think we have 19 19 or 20 um which isn't a ton, I guess, for a whole year, but there's definitely some days in there that are like days that people just take off and they don't even know why they're off. They're just, well, I got a day off, like Labor Day, for instance, you know. Well, I'm just not working today. It's Labor Day. The, uh, you know, talking about Juneteenth for me, I, I find, you know, we get another federal holiday. I'm not too familiar with Flag Day. But I, I know that there was a delay with my paycheck, and I, <laughs> I didn't care enough to go look to see why it was. I That's the bottom line, right? It, it paycheck didn't come through. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. Now, now I need to pick my head up and figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And, and I didn't really care. I, I trusted the accounting department anyway. Yeah. I got this one. I want to ask you. Okay, this would be interesting. So I found this one radio station, nine fifty a.m., and it's totally. I know that station. It's totally changed from when I used to listen to it, but it's like this. Redneck, Fox News, highly Republican station. Conservative, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they're talking about because some of the uh, immigration. Oh Lord, it's okay. touchy. Okay. It, it's not. A, it's not a touchy subject. Okay. It's just. It's kind of strange. So they're talking about in their primaries. They were saying that you know we're going to uh, we're going to do this. We're going to stop this. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. But then they create policies that do the opposite of that. Are they talking? What type of immigration are they talking about? Are they talking about like from a specific country or? Yeah, well, it, immigration it, it, in general. Immigration in general. Okay. And one of the guys that's on the on the show, mm-hmm. he's saying that you know if anybody's the most familiar with it, it's me because that's where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I live down in that area, and he's like I I'm I'm from this side where you know you hear one side is. No immigration, vet everybody, we don't want anybody coming in. And right. the other side is like, let everybody in. Mm. But really and truly, it's the happy medium because he's like, I've met a lot of these guys that are trying to Im- immigrate over, to migrate over. Mm-hmm. I've met them. And those are the kind of people that you want mm-hmm. in your country. Okay. That's what he's saying. He's like, these people are fleeing their country for a better for, life. For a better life. Yeah. 
and they're coming here and I guarantee you if you meet any of these people that they are they're like one of the most hardworking people you'll ever meet yeah and even the ones that have picked up and like become successful they're not going to request to get off flag day basically yeah they're not requesting to get off flag day <laughs> they're going to be working all through that making their double time or whatever they're yeah, going to yeah, try yeah. and he's like they get a bad rap mm. and when people think of immigration they're thinking oh I think there was like some kind of angel angel person uh, oh there's a term an angel um, wife or something where uh, a criminal that doesn't have papers comes and kills your husband and when he does that there's no recourse right because the person doesn't have papers they're not legitimate so there's nothing that they can do mm-hmm. and th- so there's a term they call it angel something anyway he's like those those ones are doing this they're not looking and listening to the policies that are coming out they're doing it whenever they feel like there's a necessary need. They're just going to run across the border, try something illegally, and do it. And it's giving the normal uh, migrators a, a bad rap, mm-hmm. right? Because when you meet these people, they're working hard. You know, they're, they're trying something. They're trying something to get a better life. And then, uh, right. you know, how can you deny that? They're it's eager to work and they're eager to improve their lot in life, basically. Yeah. And he, he also said, you know, like on the other side of it, right, you're thinking like some of the poor people wanting to come over. Mm-hmm. On the other side of it, some of the world-renowned doctors wouldn't be able to come in from the countries that they're serving. Mm. So they go to these like third world countries so they can practice the medicine to help their country that they're from. But it doesn't mean that they're not well educated. You know, they're coming from like all of the, the highest degree places, the most prestigious schools, but they're going back to their home country to... Practice medicine. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I started thinking about it. And then he goes on to this little rant about how Biden is like really fucking up in the media. This whole thing with where he's meeting with Putin and then Putin doesn't even look at him. And yeah. uh, like it's, it's a whole power power thing. So on our side, he's, everybody thinks it's successful. But then when you watch the whole thing unfold, you see some of the pictures. It's like it doesn't paint that same story. Um, so... I, I'm, I'm curious because you follow a lot of the politics that are going on. I'm, I'm curious to feel to hear how you feel. Um, so it's a mixed bag because I feel the only thing that the hardcore... Well, I won't say the hardcore. I'll say just people that are on the right side of the aisle, the conservatives... I feel like their main objective is not to eliminate immigration, is to better, um, like, okay, for instance, um, when the whole civil war started in Syria and the bombing and all the crazy stuff going on in Syria, a lot of people left Syria to better their life. They went to Europe, they came here, they go to other countries. Um... I feel the impetus was just to try to screen these people so that they weren't letting uh, bad actors into the state. People that had long criminal records, people that were not hardworking, people that were looking to disrupt and just out for themselves and stuff like that. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of good hardworking people get caught up in that mix, right? So like... They're leaving their country. They want to go somewhere. I remember um, back when Syria had its big... Uh, um, all the bombings and stuff going on over there with their country. Like, 
uh, I think the UN met or something, and they met and they talked about what countries are going to allow these citizens to relocate to their country, right? So like each country was like, well, we'll let in hundred thousand, we'll let in five hundred thousand, whatever. And now, and I'm kind of speaking from point of ignorance because I really haven't read up on this, on the fact, right? So I'm just going to put that out there. I could be completely wrong. But from what I understand is some European countries, you know, and I know I'm straying away from America, but I'm going to come back to America. Some European countries that were originally open arms, yes, come to our country, uh, we're here for you, um, you know, across the Mediterranean, um, whatever. Once they got to the country and integrated into society, some of the countries have done a 180 and are like, you know, we don't want you here, you're taking our jobs, stuff like that, right? So in the U.S., the U.S. is a much bigger country, right? We're not like, you know, Poland or something. Um, we can afford to take more immigrants into our country. So um, all I'm going to say is I think the main, and I'm not just talking about Syrian immigrants. I'm just talking about immigration in general. I think the main focus is immigration. So it's, two, it's twofold, I, I feel. Uh, the first point is reforming the system, because I know when I speak to uh, one of my coworkers, he's from El Salvador, and he was telling me all the, the hard trouble and fight he had for his mom to come to the country, and how expensive the process was, and how long the process was. He had to spend all this money, you know, and that's all, you know, taken by the government, you know, and you have to spend front all this money and apply for citizenship, apply for a visa, whatever. And it takes, it's a, it's a years, several years long process. To me, that's like way too much paperwork. That should be shortened. That needs to be reformed. So that's the first thing I'm gonna say is it needs to be reformed. And then the second thing I'm gonna say is, I feel the main thing people were trying to do was just to generate a better screening process for people that come into the country because you know, you hear about, and this is going to paint people in the bad light, but I don't mean to do that, but you hear about, like, the drug trade across the border, and you hear about, like, the cartels and driving drugs into the country and out of the country is a huge business. Um, I'm not saying every immigrant's in the drug trade, I'm just saying it's a, it's a really big business, and there's a lot of money to be made. And um, so there's that you have to worry about. There's, you know, the fact that you have to worry about terrorism, you have to worry about extremists on both sides of the aisle, you have to worry about, you know, just people with long criminal histories. And the main issue going back to Syria was that this country didn't have like exhaustive records on their citizens. So for them to apply to come into our country, there's really only so much you can look about them because their country didn't keep exhaustive records on them. So, like, what do you do? You know, you just let them in, you don't let them in. Like, it's a judgment call. Um, I think our country's big enough that we can let these people in, but on the other hand, we also have to be um, cognizant of the fact that um, yes, we're a country of um, opportunity. We're a land of... Um, freedom and opportunity, but at the same time, if you don't ab abide by our laws, um, we're not going to just keep giving you free passes to stay here. And of course, you hear about all these like um, 
and I, I know I've been talking for a while, sorry. But uh, you hear about all these like, uh, d- depending on you know what side of the aisle you are and what type of uh, cable news program you watch. Uh, I know from my parents, from my personal side on the right, they watch Fox. So they hear about like, oh, this woman, you know, she was killed by an illegal immigrant or something, right? And so they magnify that to cast a light on all illegal immigrants as being bad people, which is not the case. Maybe that one specific person was a bad apple, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not to say, like, yes, you're in the country illegally, but that doesn't necessarily make you a uh, type A criminal, I guess, let's say. Yes, you're in the country illegally, but you're in. You're here to improve your lot in life. You're here to make money. You're here to work hard. You're here to improve yourself because the country that you left was. Your options were smaller. I'm assuming, um, but once you come here, you're looking to improve yourself. Most, I feel like most immigrants are looking to improve themselves. There's, there's only a small. I don't, Five, ten percent—I don't know—amount uh, mm-hmm. that are just looking to milk the system. I'm out for me. I'm gonna get as much money as I can, and I'm gonna go back to my country. And I don't care if I kill somebody. I'm just gonna, you know, get as much money as I can. Drug trade or whatever. So it—it—it's a long-winded way of saying our screening process needs to be better, but also at the same time, the whole system needs to be reformed because. For a hardworking person from El Salvador or Guatemala or even Syria, it shouldn't take like 10 years or eight years to go through and complete your citizenship. Uh, that's way too long, in my opinion. should be much shorter, especially if you're an honest person and a hardworking person. I understand people have to do background checks, but I mean, there's no way... N- in my mind, the only reason why it takes so long is because the government's greedy. They're like, oh, we can milk these people out of more money. And I know that's kind of rough to say, but that's kind of how I feel about it. So, I don't know. That's See, that's the honest opinion that I was looking for because I feel like there's just so much media going on and so, many, so much attention drawn to the wrong places sometimes. Yeah. That it's the... What people believe is what they see or what they read or, you know, that's that's it. That's the opinion that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And most people now don't care about politics. It's no. like, oh, it's not Trump, so we're not going to pay anything, any attention to what's going on. But mm. they were saying that Trump had China on its heels. It was a clearly a power move. Mm-hmm. Trump was meeting with Putin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden had a chance to put sanctions on the Nord Stream pipeline. Didn't yeah. do it. He came back to the U.S., Canceled the freaking pipeline. The Keystone. The Keystone yeah. from being built. Um, what that is, in, in my opinion, uh, heavily swayed by the oil and gas industry. Also. Right. Who's your job? That's jobs for the American people. Mm-hmm. And it's sanctions that you could have put on a pipeline that would also help the American people. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so what? What is the purpose here? What What could possibly be the outcome that maybe I don't understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think he needs to vocalize because that's a lot of jobs. Like those are welder. It's welders all the way up to management in in there, and that basically covers all of our entire American economy. Mm-hmm. 
That being said, uh, um, this past week we had uh, the stock market dropped off big time uh, just mm-hmm. to, to close out the week. And the reason is that there's, there's potential for an uh, interest portfolio. rate. Go ahead. It's a potential for an interest rate spike mm. uh, where you know interest rates are extremely low right now. People yeah. are buying up houses. I think they're anticipating not keeping them low. It's all red. All red, yeah. Yeah. Um, they just want to keep the they're, they're going to be moving the interest rate I think so mm-hmm. it, it scares a lot of people they pull their money out whenever that happens because they don't know what, how it's going to affect and I think for the next few months we're going to see some strange things happen mm-hmm. some sharp sharp ones some heavy low ones and hopefully I can play this right so what I didn't tell you earlier is I sold my Verderna one Oh, okay. Moderna hit way... Yeah, you were keeping that for the longest. Moderna went up above 200. It went wow. up to 220-something. What was the price you bought it at? I bought it at 30. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I didn't buy all of it at 30. I bought some at 160. Okay. I bought some more at 160, but, but still I sold all of it. enough to profit, but you sold everything you had. I sold everything, okay. yeah, because for the next few months, I, I couldn't afford to watch the losses take place, and that's what I think is going to happen yeah. with those. And then also, I feel like I, I don't have confidence in the Biden administration right now and mm-hmm. what's going on with those. I'm hearing about no patents. Companies aren't able to keep their patents. I'm hearing about... Uh, I heard they were going to stop drilling in the uh, um, that um, land in Alaska, the Alaskan Wildlife Preserve area. They were going to stop drilling. Really? And I heard that they were going to stop giving new permits for offshore but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, well, I heard the opposite for both of those. So okay, <laughs> yeah, fair I could be but wrong. I, I think, could be wrong. Uh, they just dropped it for just just starting it back up, and I think it was because he canceled the pipeline. He needed to rebuild the oil and gas administration. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation of what we have going on here. Yeah, people don't realize that, but the, these electric cars are run and built with parts that come from the oil and gas industry, mm-hmm. and, and without those, you don't have the electric cars and stuff. So. Long story short, uh, I think the economy is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. People are returning back to work where you think that you're going to get this sudden surge and sudden spike, but I don't think the market's reacting that way. I think people are still uncertain. Yeah. Uh, oil and gas prices are taking off. Like, it's at 71. It's, nobody expected yeah, it to be at 71. Gas price keeps going up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're at $4. We're at $4 already. Yeah. And that was the highest you guys said that it would get. And I'm telling you, we're, we hit summer. That thing is going to go up. People are taking flights. I'm starting to see people on their vacation photos and stuff uh, because the kids are out of school. So what I think is going to happen, and, and this part you can quote me on, okay. is that things are going to tank until July 4th. And then on July 4th, that's when you're going to see an uprising of things. And I think it's... What do you mean setup. uprising? Uh, Inflation? So, I, I think uh, something is going to be done to make corrective things. Uh, one, they're going to lock in an interest rate. A new war. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What do you call it? Like a digital war maybe? Yeah. I think that they're going to start drawing attention to this Bitcoin stuff. The Bitcoin dropped way off. No. So they can get a cut of the Yeah, so they, yeah, so they, they do want to regulate the Bitcoin. There's uh, Biden's putting in new tax policies, and I keep getting mail, but I haven't got any refund or anything going on. And I'm just like, 
What's going on here? It was nothing seems to be working. You haven't got the refund yet for the. Um, I heard they were gonna do one for a child credit. Yeah, whatever. the child tax yeah. credit. Yeah, I got, I got a letter in the mail about it, but it, I didn't get anything. Mm. Um, so I think all of that stuff's still in the works. Um, and where? What are we at now? We're at June. Yeah, we're gonna be going into July soon. Like halfway like, through the year. What's going on, man? I, yeah. I so. I think that there there needs to be something to right the ship. If people are following it as closely as I am, or even more, we're there's there's trouble going on, right? Because the mm-hmm. housing market's taken off. Yeah. Prices are getting higher. Interest rates are getting lower. Now people are getting scared. They're going to be buying more houses because they want to get that take advantage of the interest rate now. Um, it's it's a very weird economical situation, and I don't understand all the facets for how things get affected, but. I think a, po- a positive spin needs to be put on this thing so the American spirit can come up because I think some of the things that I've heard, some of the things that I've read, it's not there. There's a very high social media presence, not no more face-to-face anymore. I, I, I just like to see it. So uh, Also, Joe Rogan made $100 million with his uh, deal for Spotify. So crazy. <coughs> Could have been us, man. Uh, one day. Yeah. <laughs> If we do, it'll be seventy five twenty five. Okay. And that's still a lot of money. Seventy five to you, man. Oh man, you're so good. Twenty five to me. Wait, what's McD breaking out of this? How about he shows up for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and close it out. You got any closing statements? I have. Uh, yeah, I have a closing statement. I think it was a good podcast. We covered a lot of topics. Some of them were kind of dark. Some of them were a little touchy on the political side, or. Whatever, um, but um, you know, just uh, my kind of mo of this year after the train wreck at twenty twenty was was just kind of like one day at a time, you know. And um, I set myself some goals at the beginning of the year. Um, I haven't really accomplished any yet, but it's uh, they're a work in progress for sure. Um, and uh, just uh, keep on trucking, I guess. Keep on trucking. I like that. Keep on trucking, uh, Thirsty Boy Pod followers. And we'll see you for the next episode.